Welcome to Ear Biscuits, I'm Rhett. And I'm Link. Joining us this week at the round table of dim lighting, we have invited mythical crew member Kevin to come in here. Yes. And we are going to have an intriguing conversation about the world's longest running treasure hunt on a haunted island. Oh, the haunted part. Yeah, Question well, mark? It's, it's, it's up for On debate. a very mysterious it's island. It's at least mysterious. Incredibly intriguing uh, conversation with Kevin about something very mythical. I mean, the reason that mm-hmm. we're doing this, we actually asked Kevin to find something that he knew just based on um, his history with us and the kinds of things that we find interesting, to find something mythical for us to talk about. Yeah. Because I think that that's one of the things that Ear Biscuits is becoming is a, a podcast where we explore mythicality. Now, now by mythical, we don't mean like fake or uh, legendary stuff. Do you know that? You're you a mythical that. beast already. But but actually in, in writing the book of mythicality, right. we really started to understand what mythicality meant, what it means to be mythical. Um, creativity, curiosity, and tomfoolery being the tenets of yeah. mythicality. So we kind of hone in on the curiosity aspect of mythicality tonight with Kevin. Yeah, so while we're talking about the book, we will let you know it is available for pre-order right now mm-hmm. at uh, uh, Um And I think we've communicated this in a, a number of times as we've talked about the book, but, but maybe we haven't communicated it quite as fully as we could have, because I think a lot of people are like, I don't know what this book's gonna be. I, I trust that it's gonna be good if you guys are excited about it, but. I, I think whatever you think it's gonna be, it's in there, because everything that we could think of, like personal stories, um, w- weird illustrations, There's uh, intriguing a- tales. We poured a it's whole all lot there. of ourselves in there, so I think it is one part memoir, so you get a lot of the, the, the things that we've shared growing up together and working together for years that we think have brought mythicality to our lives, but there's also just all kinds of things that we find mythical in the world, in history, uh, and it's kinda tied into 20 different uh, aspects of mythicality and kind of how we interact with those in our own lives and then how we've seen other people uh, embody those things. It's, it was a blast to put together. There is a whole chapter related to something akin to buried treasure. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm not gonna. Don't give don't, away too I don't much. Don't give away too much right now. It's not but about it's not, burying something. Yeah. But I, I, and how you can get involved in. But that. I think the point is, is that by writing the book, I think it brought more definition to what it is that we've been trying to do with all the work that we've done over the past decade together, and even sure, beyond yeah. that even before that, and uh, it's also brought definition to what we wanna do when we have a conversation on Ear Biscuits, the kind of things that we want to explore. So it all kinds of kind of works together. So if you're a mythical beast, if you've been a mythical beast for any amount of time, or if you're just finding this for the first time, uh, we think, I mean, we wrote the book so that you would enjoy it, but we, we are very confident that you're gonna enjoy it, so. Bookofmythicality.com in unison. Yes. Well, you don't have to type in unison. You can though. I was just kind of, but probably go to the wrong I think website. It would like go to somewhere yeah, else. It'll give you an error, an HTTP error. You got a slash in unison. 
it might it'll still take you to the right place. That's a different website. I don't know. Um, so we're going to talk to Kevin, tap into that curiosity that we all enjoy. But first, I should give you an update. I've been, I want to give you an update on my daughter Lily's major back surgery. Um, now that it's over, um, I think I want to thank all of you for your for your support, for your prayers, for your um, just your consideration. A lot of people you sent sent gifts and and cards of encouragement to her and it and it's um it it was all very touching and it really helped um so the the great news is that the surgery went exactly it, how we hoped i mean it, it it went off without a hitch her uh she had severe scoliosis which was her her back was curved sideways like an s i mean looking at the x-rays i mean i talked about this on the other ear biscuit so you can go back and listen to that, but it it definitely floored us back in January. So a lot of this year has been leading up to the surgery, which as of the recording of this episode was um, one week ago. Mm-hmm. One week ago right now, we're moving into like her hospital room and um, for where she would spend the next five days. Now she's at home recovering. Um, she's doing great. Uh, it's amazing how she can she can roll over in bed, roll out of bed, walk around, walk down our street, take pictures of flowers. She's taking pictures. That's what she likes to do. I didn't think the doctor was well was with allowing the spine. That yet. It, it, taking pictures has very little to do with the uh, the uh, fusion of your spine, right? Which was fused from L uh, four to let's see L is the L's at the bottom. L's at the bottom. T's at the top. T four to L three which is the vast majority of her back. Yeah. I mean, she's and she's got a scar that, that she's very proud of, and we all are, that goes the majority of her back that's healing up great. But the fact that they went in there and they put two metal rods that they custom bent, they, they, they like smushed her spine to be back no longer in an S. Mm. They, they custom bent rods. I don't even understand how like, they did that. To, so she could have proper posture and then they attach those rods using titanium screws, huge screws, into her vertebrae. You know how many people- And then six weeks after that, she's like fully recovered, but here's basically? The thing. You know how many people um, they had to go through before they got to the point where they do it this way? Oh, no, yeah. They, they, Think about the first guy. Oh my goodness, I mean, it, it wasn't- They just opened up the back and they were like, what do we I'm do now? Pu- maybe we'll you, push. You pu- pull this way, I'll pull, I'll push that here. Way. And then he died. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Well, yeah. I mean, someone who's like a last resort type of thing. I mean, got, well, that's actually, what my kids are asking. What happened? I think there's. Well, people. for for the vast majority of his vast majority of history, you just lived with it. Maybe we could. Maybe we could get a doctor in here to talk about that. Maybe Lily's doctor will come in here. Doctor Tolo, he was amazing. But but seriously though. For like yeah, 99.99% of human history, what, human history's 200,000 yeah, years or more. And there's plenty of people who, you're saying who lived with it and that was it. I'm saying absolutely the vast majority of people who've ever lived just lived with it and whatever, in, wherever it ends up because it increases over time. I know that's one of the reasons that you gotta correct it. Right. But then you just think, okay, you're born in 1950 
and then they've got some sort of thing that they do. But you were you tell me that just because like twenty the, years the ago, progress you can't. I mean, it collect, it like smushes your organs in such a way you. that you you die. But like you were saying that like twenty years ago, you'd be in a cast like a full body cast, or maybe I don't know thirty years ago, whatever, for like six months. Yeah. And now they figured out that oh, if we get them moving right after, mm -hmm. and they've got all, all these amazing. Uh, medicines that they can give you, pain relievers and stuff. So that you're able to get up and walk. I mean, the first night, let me, t let me tell you a little bit about the surgery and then I'll get, I'll get back to that point in terms of her recovery. But I just wanted to share the experience with you guys. I mean, we got up at like 4 a.m. to get to, I was about to say the airport. We didn't have to fly anywhere. Right, uh, to sometimes get, it feels like an airport. To though. get to the hospital um, by like five, you know, it wasn't until 7.45 that she went into surgery, so there's like all this all this prep and checking in and taking blood again and all this stuff. It's so nerve-wracking to know that, you know, okay, this is it. This is the moment we've been waiting for all year and this it's about to happen. I think she was most concerned about getting the happy juice is what they called it, which kind of relaxes you in the pre-op place before they give you an IV. Did I think, they offer you some? Uh, well, Christy asked for some because she was, she was she was pretty anxious at the moment. But they didn't do that. They don't give they it to did the not, parents. They did not give her or me any of the happy juice. They had that at the, the hotel, the hospital bar. <laughs> but she, I think Lily was just concerned about what's it gonna feel like, because she was told that she wouldn't remember stuff at a certain point. So what's it feel like to stop being able to remember? It's like nothing and at all. It doesn't feel like anything at all. You don't remember. Mm -hmm. um, and so, then they gave her the IV and then they said, we're gonna wheel you into surgery and mom and dad, you can walk with us till we get to the, I mean, we came to these doors that were, in my memory, they were orange, like, so I guess they were orange. I didn't take that happy juice, I think I remember. In my memory, they were what they, they were actually different, are. They were alarmingly colored doors that we were not allowed to go through. That's why they're orange. And then the the, the nurses who were wheeling her in said, okay, this is, this is, this is where you have the hugs and kisses. Cause I didn't, they didn't wanna say, this is where you say goodbye. Cause that would be really morbid and, and tap right into our fears that we were saying goodbye. Right, cause there's what, like a one in 1,000, I don't know, so small, a small chance. It happens to somebody. People go under for general anesthesia and they don't wake up. Well there's, and there's risk of paralysis and you know, yeah, or death. I mean, I had to sign a form that spelled all, literally pointed all these things out. Like these are the, is very, very unlikely, but you know, she could die, she could be paralyzed. You know, it's like freaking scary. We didn't do it right before that. We did it months before that right. moment. They don't want, they don't put too much on you at once. Yeah, I didn't want to, but, but even in that moment, that, that was a very difficult moment when we were saying, you know, kissing her and hugging her and saying, all right, we'll be waiting. And that, because I, I, you don't know when the toughest point's gonna be, because you knew the surgery was gonna last a long time, but I, I'll say after the fact, that was probably, that was definitely in the top three, maybe the worst point when it's like, you know, okay, you're actually saying, I'll see you on the other side of this surgery. Um, so that was pretty difficult, but then they whisk her away and they whisk us into an elevator and down into the the waiting room and they give you a pager so you can walk around, kind of like at a restaurant type pager. But then they have screens up there that have her number. They don't have her name, so no one else will know where right. this person is. So she had her number, and like you're just constantly looking up there, waiting, and you know, 
uh, it was six and a half hours of waiting. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, the surgery was actually, we come to find out later they started the surgery late. So the actual surgery was five hours. Um, but we were out there waiting and all that the, the board told us was she was in, she was in the operating room and or pre-op, which she had already passed that. She was in the operating room, according to that screen, for six and a half hours. And then it, they moved her to recovery and that's when we could go see her. And they came out every three hours and said, everything's going okay. But every time they come out, you're like. Really? I mean. What, like, are they, what are they gonna say? Yeah, it's like that moment when somebody comes and they, and there was just a receptionist that they would call and the receptionist would relay it. And I thought if something was really going wrong, someone else would come out. So I took, I found ways to take comfort in like my interpretation of how they would do things and they, if they were going wrong, that were different than how they actually told me. But that six and a half hours, I mean, because, I mean, you were there, we had other friends there and I mean, it was extremely helpful to, you know, pass the time like, Christy had friends who brought like a cheese plate and you know, it's like. Gotta it have had a cheese plate. Had the semblance of a party. Charcuterie. We were like we were like offering some charcuterie to other people there who, were, cause they, I mean other people's kids are in there too. There wasn't. Everybody there was a, needs charcuterie. There was another number who was, uh, who was, who was waiting for seven hours. It's not, it's not like we were the only people going through something this scary. Um, and then the doc, we finally met with the doctor and he said everything went great. They straightened her out. He said we actually went too far and then had to come back a little bit. I'm like overcorrection. Well, it's it's it, there's there's an art to it apparently. You know, you're 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 bending these rods uh, manually. You got a freaking blacksmith in there. Ding ding yeah, ding. Yeah, it's very hot. Heating you have to up stick the it in thing. The water. There may be horses in there too. I don't know. I doubt it. There's a reason they don't let me in there. You know, yeah, I you would have see the I don't want to see the blacksmith they, or bump anybody. The risk of you getting injured by being in the operating room was significantly higher than the risk to Lily. <laughs> well, Just if your you, presence if, there. If you mention an IV or blood, I'm probably gonna faint. Right. You know, like Lily was laughing at me half the time when they were t every time they talk about the IV or the doctor said everything went great and then we go back there. I mean she's and like her face is all swollen, her lips are swollen. It looked like she had had like some sort of plastic surgery. Like Well, maybe they threw in a freebie. Give, you give her a, a, a lip enlargement for free? Or are you going to charge me for that? Kylie package. But it was um cuz she's face down for 5 hours while they're doing this surgery. But was it in face down on like a massage Donut or something? Well, he didn't let me in. I don't know. I didn't ask that question. But it had to be something that it wasn't, was on something. It wasn't yeah. like just put her face down in a pillow. They yeah, they went and suffocate her. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine that it was like a massage table donut. But just being in the same position for yeah, six for hours that, without that moving alone is enough to. And she was very groggy. She before we went back there, her her legs were moving around so much, which is a great sign. Well, I'd say uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> But they were moving so much they had to sedate her more because she was moving around too much because she was disoriented. Right. So by the time we saw her, she was like more sedated, and it took her, you know, an hour before we were able to have a conversation. And you know, we told her, "You're back straight," and like she started crying. And and you know, the anesthesia will make you, it can make you really emotional. And I was like, "Are you okay?" She was like, "I'm just so happy." And it was it was great, you know that like, um, that was her first reaction was like tears of joy that like, it worked and uh, we 
so then we that by that might they moved her into the hospital uh, bed. They as a practice they make you sit up the first night. Um, she sat up, vomited what she was able to drink because she was on clear liquids. She was so weak. The next morning, they got her to stand up and take a few steps, which was extremely dramatic. Um, I saw that video. Chris, uh, I I wasn't there for that because you I was missed your daughter's I was, I was, first steps. I was, I was with the boys because it was important. You know, excuses. We both couldn't stay there the first night. I stayed with the boys. You know, be a support structure for them. And then I got there as soon as I could after getting them off to school. And then, uh, so I, I missed that. But if I was there, I probably would have gotten vomited all over because she took two steps, vomited again, and then she had to get two units of blood over that day to get some sort of strength because of what she lost during the surgery. But then that she really turned a corner after that, so then the next day she was up walking. She had to do like a, she had to demonstrate she could walk upstairs before she could come home. It's miraculous what, I mean, we talked to a woman from back in North Carolina who's a friend of ours who's 50 years old who went through the same surgery and she said it took her a year to recover. Oh yeah. And it's gonna take Lily six weeks to recover. Yeah, the age is I such mean, a significant thing. I'm like, can you feel these these titanium bars in your back? She's like, no, I kind of feel like, she kind of has, she kind of turns like Batman. She can turn her neck, but she's not used to the way her muscles, well, the way her back well, sits. She's, yeah, I'm sure course. she's got a. But she doesn't feel the. You, and you've got to heal completely before you're oh, willing sure. to start moving or moving it around. But she doesn't feel like the bars, and I'm not like poking on her back or anything. I wouldn't I'm, suggest doing that for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she's she made it. I mean, I, I think the final, you know, a big milestone was when we got in the van leaving the hospital to come home, and we get in. You know, she gets in the front seat with all her pillows. Chrissy's in the back seat, and I'm in the driver's seat. And it, I just had a flashback to the moment, to the day we found out that she was gonna have to have surgery, like the first diagnosis, the story I told, where we got back in the minivan and all three of us just cried. And I felt like it came full circle when we got in the minivan again, leaving the hospital for the first time, and we all looked at each other, and Lily was like, we did it. Hmm. So, you know, the first time in the minivan it was like, we need to do this, I need this surgery. That was that was her take immediately. We had to be convinced it was the right thing to do. And then it was, at the end it was like, we did it. And it's like, you know, so I'll never, I'll never forget that moment when uh, we could breathe a sigh of relief and, and know that, okay, it was successful. And I mean, there's, there's weeks of recovery ahead of us, but uh, I'm so grateful to, of course, all the doctors and nurses. And I can do the Jimmy Kimmel thing, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Uh, where he mentioned all the doctors and nurses. And well, you can mention the Children's Hospital. Of Children's Hospital, LA, yeah. yeah. Donate to them. I'll yeah. get on the Jimmy Kimmel wagon. Do that. I've done it, you should do it too. Um, yeah, but they do amazing work there and uh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's not over, but for the most part it's over, so I wanted to give you the update and that's it. Well, we're glad Whew. that your um, bionic daughter is. Yeah. She's part Wolverine well and part, on her way part to, vampire, getting other well people's blood. Well on her blood. way to 100%. Yeah, man. And now let's let's uh, let's shift gears and get to something more 
more intriguing and not related to the heaviness of, of back surgery now that that's behind us. Bring Kevin in here. But first, we're gonna take a short break to let you know this episode of Ear Biscuits is brought to you by Parachute. Now, I've been sleeping on these parachute sheets on my bed, that's right, mm-hmm. I sleep on my bed. That's typically where sheets and go. And I'm not making this up, I am repeatedly realizing how much I like the sheets. Like I'll be just laying in bed and I'll be like, I feel good, why do I feel good? I'll be like, oh it's these freaking sheets. Well you know, I understand what you're saying because I haven't been sleeping on mine lately. What I've happened? Been, I had to go downstairs and sleep in Lincoln's bed and Lincoln's sleeping in my bed with Christy because it's closer to Lily, I'm helping her with the with the recovery if she needs to get up in the I middle of the night. I don't know if that's worth it, man. I think your daughter's gotta suffer a little bit. You need I to miss, be in these sheets, I man. do miss the sheets and I feel like, well I just, I'm just gonna get Lincoln a pair of sheets so that when I'm sleeping down there, I have the sheets. You need to put them everywhere in the house, man. I'm thinking Absolutely. about just putting them on the couches. Right, I'm going to do it. Now here's the thing, I like it when there's a product that you feel good about in terms of it's a good product, but it's a two for one when you can feel good about actually buying it. And you can do that with parachute sheets because they're all natural, responsibly made, no harmful chemicals, no synthetic softeners, and this is important. They are made by people who work in factories where they enjoy their jobs. These people are happy. It's a family owned company and they are happy. Yeah, that makes me feel good and it'll make you feel good too. So visit parachutehome.com slash ear for free shipping and returns. Now Parachute offers a 60 night trial so if you don't love them, just send it back, no questions asked. Go to parachutehome.com slash ear for free shipping and returns. This episode of Ear Biscuits is also brought to you by Tile. Yes, I love Tile. Tile, if you don't know, is the tiny Bluetooth tracker that makes finding your things easier than ever. Now, I'm- And it looks cool. Yeah. It's like a little white tab. Yeah, because I don't like putting decorations on my keychains, but this is like a cool one. Cool, small, sleek, but most of all, very purposeful. I don't see, and I'm, 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 I'm telling the truth here, I don't know why anyone would not have this thing because even if you're not someone who loses things right. a lot. You're still po- gonna lose something. You're, you're not perfect and the possibility of losing it is there and this is a way to make sure that you will find it. When it's as important as your keys, your wallet, your laptop, I mean you can put it on other things. I've got it on all three of those things for me because I lose stuff all the you time. You should put one on your glasses. Can you, can, you, can you do that? Can you somehow fix one to your glasses? I've, I'm, I'm gonna talk to the people at Tile and I'm gonna make glasses out of two tiles. <laughs> I'm gonna put like a hole in the middle but as long as it'll still work because you, you push the button in the middle if you have your tile but you need to find your phone. Right, well if you've and got so your I phone. I wouldn't be able to see to push that button. And that's how it works. It uses Bluetooth technology. If you have your phone, you can find anything that you've got a tile on and if you don't, and then if you've got your tile, you can actually reverse, you can find your phone. Now if you lose all your stuff with tiles and your phone, that's your problem. What are you doing? What'd you do, fall off, off a freaking boat? You got, don't put all your eggs in one basket, um, but and also attach a tile to all your eggs. <laughs> yeah, but put a tile on the basket and you'll probably still works. find it. Get yours today at gettile.com slash ear. Save up to 30% per tile on a multi-pack plus free shipping and because tile makes a perfect gift, for a limited time, get a free gift box with a multi-pack order. All right, Mythical Beast, just go to gettile.com slash ear. That's gettile.com slash ear. Yes, now on to the biscuit. So Kevin, did you have to uh, travel for this? Like, uh, are you coming back from a journey? 
Only from my desk to here. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you traversed the internet. Yes. I like to pretend that we sent you out. We don't have that kind of budget, man. <laughs> but if this goes well, maybe we will. Yeah, we could like. Maybe we'll commission and like put send you up, him forth. Like you wear all khaki. I mean, I did watch a lot of History Channel, which usually makes me feel like I'm going to a place. Oh yeah. So in some way I did. Do you like khaki? Um, I've never seen you in much khaki. I don't like khaki. Like no. Stevie has that khaki onesie that yeah. she wears, and she has like she's a ranger the, she's hat. She's the only person I know besides cartoon characters that has <laughs> khaki onesies. You could do it, man. But listen, but we gotta say, if we start sending you out like, you know, go forth, son, I definitely think you should wear a khaki onesie and it should be like a sponsorship deal. <laughs> I mean, if, if you're I'm, a maker of a, of a those male rompers, if you're a maker of happening. a khaki onesie and that's a and, and that you're willing to to khaki. sponsor a trip, it's a romp him. Let us know. <laughs> You've seen him romp him, a oh. romp him like yeah, yeah, a romp yeah, yeah, her, yeah, but yeah, for him, yeah, I've seen him. I think as a treasure hunter, khaki shorts would be a given. Yeah, so I feel like I'd have to pants. I think, you might yeah. have to wear a Maybe. belt to make people. Other treasure hunters <laughs> yeah. think that you're wearing two different things. Yeah. Because you don't want other treasure hunters to know that you have a romper on. <laughs> yeah. So you got to wear a belt to separate. I could do that. So this is the world's longest running treasure hunt? This is the world's longest running treasure hunt. Yes. In history. And you're and you're part of it now. I am part of it, yeah. And are you going to suck us into I it? I am. I'm not an expert by any means. Uh, we don't need those. Nope. But I, I am uh, well Don't versed. say that. I you, am an expert. You are our by all expert. Means. <laughs> that's, that's better. That's better. I'd believe you if you were wearing a khaki romp him. <laughs> yeah. But other, uh, sounds like a command. Romp him now. <laughs> uh, I don't want to ask the follow up question of what okay. that means. So instead, I'll ask, where do we start? Set the stage. I'm gonna I'm gonna tease you guys first. Oh gosh. yes, I have a teaser for this. But also, I just got to say, you know, I did ear biscuits on the other end. Yeah, yeah you for did for a year. Yeah, and we hired we hired Kevin. Yeah, to uh, produce ear biscuits. Yeah, that was yeah, your yeah. first job with us. Yep, and then like between the researching of people and then we started branching out and doing other stuff, um, we saw like a a burgeoning potential to move you <laughs> over to Good Mythical Morning when when ear biscuits slowed down. And it was great. And I'd never. This is the first time I've had a guest perspective coming in. Yeah, and. I've done this so many times, and I got nervous coming. In. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what it is? It's the dim lighting. Yeah, the dim that lighting. Dim lighting. You feel like you're being lulled into something where you're going to be taken advantage. You of. do. I used to set the dim lighting. Yeah, that's why you should have your romper on, <laughs> <laughs> so right. we could romp you. you. Start. You start teasing us. You better be wearing that romper. Lights get dim. You know you're going to get romped. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> romped. Oh, right. Okay. Let's romp. Move, let's move on. You're, right. you're doing the romping. I'm doing the romping. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. romp and tease right now. Oh so this longest running treasure hunt. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you what it involves. Right. It involves a deep pit on a small island, a small haunted island. Oh. Oh. Booby traps. Booby. Pirates. Pirate. And conquistadors. Mm-hmm. It involves a pack of crazed dogs with fiery eyes. Hmm. What? Motorcycle daredevils. Kevin. A crow. No, you didn't. You didn't bring a crow into this, did you? They're hey. smart. They are smart. He's not making it up. <laughs> <laughs> a U.S. president. How's a president? Okay. I'll tell you which one later. John Wayne. Mm-hmm. And quite possibly, but not actually, the Holy Grail. <laughs> you, But you you spoiled that one. So I did a little hopeful. bit. <laughs> pro- not probably. Probably not. No, but, but maybe. Okay, we'll but see. maybe. We, we'll we'll see. see. Leave the possibility open. Yes. Oh. 
the best way to do this is from the beginning. Okay. So we're going to start from 1795. Okay. All right. Put yourself there. There's a island called uh, Oak Island. It's off the coast of Nova Scotia, Canada, in the Atlantic Ocean. There's one off of North Carolina, too, but this is not that one. It looks like, no. It looks like the shape of a peanut, sort of. Now, in 1795... Now, this has a lot of history to it. Pirates, and uh, they say it's haunted. The first settlers of the island believed it was haunted. There was always strange lights emitting from the island. Uh, there's a story about two fishermen in the 1800s that went exploring, and they were never seen again. In 1795, a teenager named Daniel McGinnis saw some lights coming off the island. So he grabbed two of his buddies, and they mm -hmm. went out there exploring. Uh, those two guys were John Smith and Anthony Vaughn. What they discovered John was this. John Smith. John Smith. What a boring name. <laughs> yeah. Anthony Vaughn's okay, though. That's but, why he didn't tease and a guy named John Smith. <laughs> yeah. But Daniel McGinnis and these two guys saw this circular depression in the ground, hmm. and they thought something's under there. So they started digging, okay? And they get, well, they had to go get shovels and whatnot, but they started digging, mm -hmm. and they got 10 feet down, and after 10 feet, they hit a, a floor of oak logs. Now, Oak Island was called Oak Island because it used to be filled with oak trees, okay? So maybe not that uncommon that they see a floor there, but they dig 10 feet down more to 20 feet. These guys are digging like crazy. They're digging. That's a deep With hole. shovels? With shovels. They, yeah. br they broke through- They like broke an, through the wood floor. Like an oak floor? Yeah, like wood, oak floor, logs. Get through that 20 feet, there's another floor. What? They break through that. They go down to 30 feet another wood floor this time they're a little bit tired they're 30 feet down they're yeah. a little like do we have any idea how 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 long this took it sounds like yeah days yeah took a little while they were, Weeks. They were camping there for a while they were 30 feet down and they were in over their heads kevin mm -hmm. yeah well they were already there at 10 feet <laughs> <laughs> i heard that on the history channel that wasn't me <laughs> <laughs> credit all credit to you, the history you, channel you will be a great dad one day <laughs> i know i'm I'm practicing. <laughs> so here's what they do. They decide, we're in over our heads. We need to get some help. They do, but it takes them eight years. Did they did they hide the hole or? I You know, that's unclear. They must have because nobody else stumbled on it. I mean, it is a little island in the middle of nowhere, essentially. All right, so. Right. Not like there's a lot of demand for this. It seems like that you could make this up, but then. Did they prove this part of it? They did. So what they did was eight years later, they came back equipped with the Onslow Company. Mm. So the Onslow Company was just a company that believed in them, and they had a crew, and they had some money and some equipment. So they came out. They started digging. They got past that 30 mark. They got to 40 feet. Guess what was there? Logs. Logs. But there was also a layer of charcoal that was found. What? Kind of weird, right? Kind of weird. Charcoal and logs. Somebody camping down there. Let's go to 50 feet. Cooking, cooking. I mean, that, you 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 bury charcoal when you're like cooking a pig. The Hawaiians. You think somebody's been cooking a pig? Not Digging that deep. 40 feet deep? <laughs> but, but, Forget about okay, that but pig. If you're on an island, I mean, if you're on an island, you go 40 feet deep, aren't, right. aren't you hitting water table at some point? <laughs> oh, we'll get there. Okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> but not yet. 50 feet deep, another layer of logs, and this time, some putty. On top. Oh, it's definitely a barbecue at this point. <laughs> putty. <laughs> Some putty. How, what's the diameter of this hole? When you're going 50 feet deep, 
This is like a huge hole. This is like a crater it's a, now. It's a big. It's a, I, I have a uh, picture. Well, you but can, it's, a, it's a big circle. Well, you can dig. Um, I mean, when you dig a well, you don't have to keep yeah. maintaining the slope when you dig. If you're buttressing it properly, don't ask I don't, me. I don't you, know what the you word have is. the civil engineering degree. <laughs> yeah, I took a whole class on hole digging. That sounds but, right. Buttressing is very important. They they buttress down to sixty feet. And down there, this is where it gets a little strange. Another floor, and there was some coconut fiber down there. Now, there isn't a coconut tree for 1,500 miles. Coconut fiber. Yes, coconut fiber. So coconut fiber, do a little research. Coconut fiber back in the day was used on ships, pirate ships, Mm -hmm. as something that they would line valuables with to protect it. So like they'd have a chest, they'd shove a bunch of coconut fiber in there and then put the valuable in there and close it up. Like packing peanuts. Like packing peanuts, exactly. Pirate packing peanuts. At this point, I would think that I was digging through a ship that had gotten buried sideways. (laughs) Yeah, or like a... a Oak boards every 10 feet, like a ship that somehow got on its end and you were like digging through rooms. So they're hoping... That's what it is, right? But they're hoping at this point they're gonna strike treasure. I mean, that's yes. why that's why this company comes out there. Yes. Even before they're hitting coconut husks, right? There's a company involved because they want some money. That's right. But there was a, it's not really indication no. that it's just a it's just a mysterious wishful, hole. wishful thinking. Wishful and, thinking. I I, mean, let me ask one question. Yes. Without spoiling anything about where where this is going, okay. I don't want you to tell me anything about where this is going, but. This aspect of it seems so crazy. Right. This aspect of it has been verified by modern day people, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Everything you've told us is true. This isn't yes. like these guys could just be making this up, but it's like, I mean, this isn't that long ago. I no. asked that at 20 feet, by the way. <laughs> and now you're, now you're asking at 60 feet. Yeah, I mean, well, so, yeah, so it's, I believe right. to 20 feet. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of variables, but yeah, a lot of testing, a lot of professors involved in this, scientists. Professors okay. is good. Get the professors. Professors is good. Professors want to cut of that money too, man. Gold <laughs> coins. They don't get paid extra though. They have to give it to the school. If you find something as a professor, yeah. I think you have to put it in the library. So they're 60 feet at this point. 60 feet. We're going to skip down now to 90 feet. It gets more interesting at 90 feet because at 90 feet, they find the first real clue. It's a cement slab. I'm going to, it's actually not cement. It's a stone slab. Looks like a headstone. Maybe you can kind of describe that for the audio listeners here and see if you can translate it. Well, it's two lines of, I don't, like symbols that are like triangles, circles with lines through them, an arrow. Star, arrow, triangle, colons, percent signs, crosses. One's a, one of those is theta. I, I would say this is dingbats. Mm, ding, yeah, yeah ding web dings. <laughs> yeah, well, web ding font. Yeah, yes. and uh, so this is well, obviously somebody was on the internet or somebody, this was the beginning of Word. Yeah, basically. Microsoft Word. <laughs> a professor <laughs> translated this, or at least there's a theory to his translation here. Okay. And what he believes this reads is 40 feet below, two million pounds are buried. Oh gosh, yeah, that's, yeah. You can see like you see 40. It? No, he can't. No, I'm saying that like now that you said that, 40. Yeah, see, the triangle and the triangle, feet. This is that triangle and that triangle. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't see it, but how many pounds? Two million pounds, 40 feet below. And like, that's that's money in England. Yeah, and a lot of- We're not talking about like (laughs) two, 
two million pounds of like Dirt. fat that some or logs. guy lipo sucked out of some big people. <laughs> two million pounds of logs. Now, mm. side note well, They're about not gonna this. stop now, especially when they find this. And here's a little side note about this. John Smith, one of the three John Smith mm-hmm. dudes that went down there, he took this home and apparently put it in his fireplace. I don't know why, as a decoration or something, I'm not sure. So this is a replica. Yeah, I, I was gonna say, yeah. it, well, it, 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 it does it look, it almost looks like somebody That's just fishy. It white, is fishy. white out and yeah. like drew on a, uh, it drew on a uh, a slab, so yep. it, d- it definitely seems replica-ish. Fishy's good though, but let's keep going. So now they're at about the 100, and, 100, 110 foot area. So what this company does is they take this iron rod to start probing down lower, and they hit another kind of wood. Mm-hmm. So they're still hitting things. It was too dark at this point, but what they thought was they might have struck the treasure box but it was dark so they couldn't go down, kind of a cliffhanger, they all have to go home at night, they're very excited. They come home, not come home, they come back the next day, and this is where the drama kicks in. Mm. Nothing's there. No, it is there, and now this pit is filled with water. What? So, remember I told you earlier there's some booby traps involved up in this thing? What? Mm, Here comes the booby traps. Now, they didn't piece this all together until years later, but I'm gonna tell you how these booby traps went. Whoever constructed this, they built a tunnel system underground. What they did was they so, built. A so they found out what you're telling me now was proven later. Was proven later. Yes. So we have total at this point in the story. This, we know that it was a booby trap. Yes. And they piped in water that would fill up the place when you reached a certain depth. Yes, because what they did was when they prodded with that rod they unlatched a basically like a hydraulic door system that was built under there that opened up and water funneled into this thing. So when the, these guys had at no a, idea. At 110 feet. 110 feet, 100 to 110 feet down. These guys didn't know what it was, so they were using buckets and things trying to empty it, but it kept filling. So what they found out later was that whoever constructed this made these five, by the coast they built a dam, and they had these five... Uh, separate tunnels that all came together into one. And that one tunnel went down to the 110, 100, 110 mark feet down in this money pit. And it connected there so that if you struck it, you'd open it up and it would fill with water and you couldn't go back down it again. What? That, that, okay. Man, but if, th- some, if they wouldn't have gone home for the night, somebody probably would have drowned. But Could've. all this stuff was built before 1795 and the idea of someone being able to drill a hole from the beach to, you know, laterally to right. this place, the technology that would be required to do that just so you could bury a treasure? It just, right. Probably alien. Could be. There's theories. We'll get to them. I'm sure the aliens the have the technology. Okay, I'm gonna hold of, off. Yeah, there's a lot of theories. I'll tell you some of them later. You can see which ones you like. They couldn't figure out what to do. They tried a lot of different things, couldn't figure out, ran out, figure it out, ran but, out of but, money. But it, so at that time, they did not know that this is nope. what was happening. Nope. Because they could have gone, they they could have gone to the other end and plugged it up, and right. they would have solved their problem. But yep. they didn't know. Had no idea. They tried everything they could to empty it. That didn't work. They even tried drilling down another hole next to it, and that ended up filling with water. This is mm-hmm. like a baby Jessica situation. Wasn't she the one that got caught in the well? Uh, yeah. And they did, and they did the hole. Next to it, they did the hole next to the hole. Yeah, yeah. Pulled her, and then the same thing happened with the Colombian guys. They're still feeding her. 
No, she's there. out. She's out now. She got out. I remember I saw it on television. I, I had cried. cried. I had that? cried. You had cried? I cried when baby Jessica came out. You didn't cry? Uh, I wasn't into it. It's like, all right, it's over. I, wa- I wasn't following it. I'm not into like soap operas. <laughs> well, it's real. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about it. Um, but I do know Kevin that. I don't even know about it. <laughs> I can tell you that they ran out of money and they abandoned their search and 45 year- years went by with no other searches. So this thing sat filled with water for 45 years until 1849 when the Truro Company came in. Mm-hmm. This is the next company to come in and start digging around. Uh, they used, now there's a little math here. So what they did was they dropped a, well, I think they called it a pod auger. Pod auger. Let's, do, yeah. let's, let's call it that. Yeah, we'll call it a pod auger. So, so for years, how many years? years? 45. 45 years. They were, it, I just imagine everybody was talking about this thing and it, 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 it went from like hearsay to myth mm-hmm. to legend mm-hmm. and the implication is whoever whoever gets down in there and finds the treasure gets it. Yeah, but it's Canada. I mean, there's not it's we're we're not talking about a lot of people. <laughs> they don't get excited about much either. Mm. I mean, I I think if this was like you know, in Mississippi, they'd all be really excited about it. But this is Nova Scotia. I got they got yeah. better things to do like yeah. chill out and be nice. They already know that like money is not the the key to happiness anyway. They're like, ah, it's a lot of trouble to get down there. A. And then what do you get, A? You get two million pounds? Who cares? A. A, you know? So I don't think, I think you may be uh, misunderstanding the amount of drama, but it is still cool. It's cool, yeah. But another company's dropping pods. Another company's dropping pods and here's what they discovered. They got back down to the same mark with a, with a pod and they went through 12 inches and hit, uh, I'm sorry, they went through four inches of oak when they got down to the same point, and then they hit, and this is in the water past that tunnel, mm-hmm. okay? They didn't empty the the, the thing. No, was somebody sure. operating this thing? Yes, like it was like, like a, a submarine. It's a yeah. submarine vessel exactly. where they send you air or something yep. like that. So then- Oh, there was a guy down there. He's a pod, well, he's in a pod with an auger. Whoa. Pod that's, auger. Yeah. That's awesome. So then they got through six inches of spruce, and down to the 112 feet, it this was- This is a wood lover's dream. Yeah, your dream. Yeah. It was only clay, and then after that they retrieved, now here's, they're collecting things now. They got two pieces of gold metal links, like links on a chain. Mm-hmm. That comes up. And are we at the 40 feet below the, like- We're further now. So they're actually before where they said that the, the, yeah. the clue said the two million. They got further than that because they actually got down to a hundred. They thought between one hundred and fifty-four and one hundred and sixty-one foot level, there was a vault. That's what they thought it was. It was like a vault of wooden boxes, and they actually even penetrated through that. And below that was an iron plate that was impenetrable. They couldn't get through it, at least at that time. But they thought that they had hit the treasure there. So they. What happened after that was. They came up empty-handed. Um, they tried. They kept trying to plug the tunnel, like you said earlier, and they couldn't quite get it right. They couldn't. They couldn't get all. I think they found one of the five compartments and plugged it, but they couldn't figure out the whole system, mm-hmm. and they couldn't get it fully plugged. So they also ran out of money. Dang. 
and the search ended there. So they retrieved a few things, got a little further. Everybody gets a little bit further as they couple go down. A couple of gold links. Yeah, a couple of gold links. And, you know, there's a lot of little things that came up throughout this tunnel. I may forget some of them. I'm just trying to bring up the important ones that stuck with me. Okay. So now we're going to cover the next 100 years. We're coming pretty close to the future. Just bring up what stuck with you. Exactly. That's all we want. Okay. So now we're going to cover 1861 to 1965. So we're going like the next 100 years. We're getting real close to current day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we are. Bunch of companies involved through random times. Oak Island Association, Oak Island Treasure Company. Meanwhile, there are people... How inhabited is this island by you know the mid 1800s? Not very, and uh, that was something I was going to talk about a little later. But basically, the later and closer in time it got to now, the more trouble there was with ownership of the land mm-hmm. because people wanted to own the land to own the treasure. Okay, so there was a lot of trouble with that. Okay, but at this point, there was a company that started for the sole purpose of finding this stuff because they call themselves the Oak Island Treasure. Exactly. <laughs> hunting company or whatever. Yeah, Oak Island Treasure Company. Okay. Uh, what should we call others? ourselves? Well, what do we do? <laughs> How do we do it? Why do we do it? Got it. So I'm going to tell you some of their discoveries in this 100-year span, and then we're going to get to the deaths because that's, that's very important. <laughs> yeah, the deaths. Nobody's died yet. No, but they will. In 1897. So where's, when's the crow come into this? Well, the crow the crow is kind of a side note, but you'll like the crow. Don't forget the crow. I won't forget the crow. You teased the crow. So they found in 1897 a stone triangle that was off the coast that pointed directly towards the tunnel. Just another confirmation. Pirates, Pirates, man. They were always finding these little things that kept them going. You know, like there's nothing there, but then they'd see a triangle that points to the hole, and they thought, there's something there. They also found a piece of sheepskin parchment. I want to show you guys this, too. The sheepskin parchment had the letters V and I on it. V-I. V-I. Uh, is it sure it's not I-V? Uh, nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's, that's the Roman numeral six. They also V-I. got to the point with technology with cameras. They found this down in there? Yeah, a they parchment? found that down in there. Parchment with the letter V-I on it. That comes into play in a theory later I'll tell you about. So uh, they lowered a camera down. They thought they found other things too, like a human hand. Uh, some tools. We need to find a human hand, and you don't. <laughs> I think I found a human hand. It might be a prop. Could be a prop. Could be a worker from the past. You know, it's hard to pinpoint where these things are coming from. A lot of hands, a lot of people. But in that time, people died. Okay, and this is important because the first two people that died were in the mid 1800s. One of them, a steam, uh, steam boiler, blew up. I thought you were going to say, one of them, Steamboat Willie or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what his name was, but. Steam Boiler blew up. Steamboat Willie got blown up by a steam <laughs> boiler. Another guy fell down a shaft. Now, I don't know what shaft. They just said he fell down a shaft. I imagine it's the shaft or a shaft next to it that they yeah, dug. Yeah, yeah. But he fell and died. Now, I want to introduce you to the Restall family. Robert Restall and his wife, Mildred. Now, these were the motorcycle daredevils. That was what? their jobs by, by trade. That's what they did for a living. When they heard about this motorcycle daredevils, motorcycle, they did like a, evil can evil yeah, type. Back, yeah, evil can evil type uh, on the mainland. On the mainland, husband and wife. Still they, Canadian though. I believe so. Yeah. Oh. Although you know, I'm not the expert here, okay. but I am the All expert. Right, okay. So you're our expert. I'm your expert. So they wanted a piece of the action. They thought we're daredevils. We'll get in on this game. Mm-hmm. They moved their family it's a out. Frequent there. rationalization <laughs> of things amongst motorcyclists. Yeah, especially when you're a daredevil. They moved their family out there. They're out there for six years working on this. 
And there's like, you can see videos of them talking about how they're going to get to it. They're going to get the So treasure. we're talking like the 60s at this point? Yeah, this point is 1959 to 1965. <laughs> Bingo. So unfortunately, it didn't pan out that way for Robert. In 1965, he was working on one of the pits and he breathed in some type of poisonous gas and he fell and he died. And his, um, his son ran after him to help him. He breathed, breathed in, the, in gas. the gas and died. And he died. Oh, Dang. Two other workers <laughs> ran after them. Breathed in the gas? And they died. Was it a booby trap or something they brought <laughs> yeah. in? No, this was just something from the excavation that not sure what the gas. Or, or the curse. Or the curse. At this point, they have to be saying there's a curse. Yes. The moral of the story is don't go in and try to save your dad. No. <laughs> That's right. Not unless Gracious. he's unless he's a motorcycle daredevil. Which he was, in that in which case you're right. Go and save your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Hold your breath. <laughs> yeah. So okay, now remember now six people have died. Just gotta remember that, okay? It's very important that you remember that six people died. Yeah. V I V I six people died. I'm gonna come back to the six That's what people I'm died. Saying. Roman numerals. Now, I mentioned a couple of famous people got involved. No, you didn't. Yes, you did. Remember the president of the United States? Yes. You wanna know which one it was? In at that time? It, well, it was earlier. It was in nineteen oh nine. It was Franklin Roosevelt. Okay. Uh huh. So he he was all excited by this. So he uh, bought into some stock for one of the treasure searching companies. I don't know if it was the wow. one or a different one. And he actually went out there twice to be part of the excavation. There's a picture of FDR. Him. FDR. Yeah. <laughs> Trip on that, huh? And looking then for a new new deal. <laughs> and then John Wayne went out there looking for a new deal. And it's right up his alley, man. Yeah. Actually, well, I could go up <laughs> there and find me some treasure. You know, John Wayne is uh, from, side note, he went to school in my hometown of Lancaster, California. Really? Yeah. You met any of his relatives? None of them, not one. Apparently, he used to talk highly of it, which yeah. is weird because I never do. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, also, I just dropped out. Me too. I just, lost, I just lost my audio. I, I like laugh so loud, we <laughs> lost it. Yeah. It was like a shot to my system. Yeah. Is this still working? Oh, oh it's back. We're back. We're back. Okay. We're back. Did, did anything I change back there? Hey, okay, Maggie's saying everything's good. God, I thought the curse had hit us. Well, <laughs> that's yeah, that kind of, that happens. Like, hold your breath. Is like when I was watching The Ring that time, and right at the moment where she was about to come out of the TV, the whole entertainment system went down. Whoa! And I ran. Me and my father-in-law ran across the house <laughs> to be with my mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it went out again. Oh, it it went out again, dude. It's it's happening. It's it's the curse. Jiggle. Some Are you wires, seeing anything man. over there, Maggie? When that happens, jiggle wires. Or is it is it just us on this side? That thing, it's the short on the thing. Oh my gosh, uh -oh. guys. I'm kind of getting freaked out. <laughs> yeah. I don't think well, if one of us, six people. If one of us dies, I'm I'm not sticking around, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna make the same mistake. Well, well unless you're the one who dies. If, if, if one of us dies, then the rest of us need to go comes, to Oak Island. Is it coming back? No. Nothing, I got I nothing. I think these six people are here, guys. Checky, checky, checky. Check, check, Here check. it comes. There getting freaked oh, out. Nope. Getting freaked there out. There is a, a teeny little difference between that yeah. and this. So there's nothing there, is, there yeah. and then I cut this on, and you get a teeny bit. Yeah, you, you know what? Get a little. If, if you're 100% sure that we're good, that you're still reading, we'll just take these off. Keep going. Yeah. I think it's I think it's this baby. Yeah, probably. The, cur the Oak Island curse has hit our- I don't think it can cross the border. I don't think it can cross the border. Unless it's through a podcast. Perhaps it can. Just through the internet, man. Maybe the aliens who are the ones who set this up 
they don't like it when you start talking about this. And they have, have you a way of, they have a way of controlling our technology. Any sort of resistance in, in while researching this? Uh, or has it been smooth sailing? I got real tired last <laughs> night. <laughs> I got real tired, man. Of course, it was late and I've been working on this a long it time. wearing you down. Yeah, wore me down a little bit. The thing is, is the Oak Island money pit, no money has come out of it. All the money's gone into it. Right. That's why it's the money pit. Uh-huh. Oh, so yes. what happened to the six? Where are okay. we? Okay, so here we are. We're not We're not gonna take bad headphones for an answer, cursed ghosts. No, we we're won't. We're pressing on. There is, a lot of people do believe in a curse, including the History Channel, and that's, that's gonna be coming up here on the close, but these six people died, keep that in mind. I told you about Roosevelt and John Wayne. So this brings us up to pretty much current time. I told you there was some battle for the land, they realized not long ago that the only real way to make money off of this island was- Tourism. Yes, exactly. And then it became a battle of who owned the land to collect in on that tourism. So uh-huh. in 2006, two brothers essentially took hold of the entire island. Uh, these dudes' names um, were- they're, they're listening to this right now. <laughs> yeah, they, they probably are. They're listening to this live, yeah. and they're the ones that- I'm, this. I'm on. So, I'm so on edge right now. <laughs> like I'm like freaked out. And when you're like, they're listening. I thought you were talking about the ghosts. Well, but I mean, I I don't mean to tempt fate or anything. But all they did is take our headphones out. I mean, we're still talking. Yeah, we're still on the internet. It was a warning. I mean, if like a fire broke out in here right now, that would be <laughs> that would be. Well, one of you guys dropped dead. Of course, like I told you before, one of you drops dead. I'm Audi 5000. <laughs> if one of you drops dead, I'm going to Oak Island. I'm gonna tell you why. Because the theory is. You didn't skip the crow, did you? I didn't skip the crow. Good, don't forget about the crow. The, the crow's gonna be a letdown because there's not much about the crow. <laughs> <laughs> the, the best thing about the crow is the teaser at the top. Mm. So the theory is, is that the only way the treasure's gonna be found in Oak Island is once all of, uh, two things, two variables. All of the oak trees are gone and all of them are gone. And the second variable is seven people must die. Ooh. So. Because six is an incomplete number. Six is an incomplete number. You know number. that six can never be the end. You That's gotta right. get to seven. That's right. So we're one death away mm. from finding that treasure. Okay. Now, we may as well get into the other theories because we're caught up to about present day. I mentioned the brothers. Their names are Mark and Riddy. Riddy. Mark and R- Marty and Rick. <laughs> I, like many was, I like when it was Riddy. Riddy. <laughs> Mark and Riddy. <laughs> Mark and Riddy. Mark and Rick. Lagina. Now, if you get their name, but they're selling tickets to this place. Well, so you can go and you can visit. No, they they're gonna one up you on this. That you can, but they have a show on the History Channel about this place. They have a whole show. They have a whole show. Oh gosh, don't give four a sh- seasons of a show hunting for this treasure. It's called. I think it's called the Curse of Oak Island. I believe I've seen some of it. Haven't seen all of it. Oh, they're brothers. They never intended to be reality. They stars. got four seasons they out of this, four and seasons. it's still going. It's still going, and apparently people are hooked. Someone out there, who Morgan was telling me that his dad or his wife's dad or something, every time he talks to him, is always say, "Hey, did you see see the cursed, the mystery of the cursed island?" But is it whatever the heck it's called? They're like following they're, it. Yeah, but, he's following it. Along. But it's but it's it's these two brothers who are like it's th- them dealing with owning this thing yes. and that kind of thing so yeah. it's a reality show about those guys reality show about them their crew some other people treasure hunters who are digging down finding clues and they're determined to bring up the treasure so they're the mm. most recent team of people 
and they gave him a show. Okay, and so again, it's like, just like you said, the money pit, the fact that this thing exists is generating income for these guys now. Yes, now it is. Probably two million pounds when you, when you, do, <laughs> yeah, when you convert it all up. Mm. That's right. Uh, apparently, I read the number as high as 10 million was put into over the years of trying to find this treasure. It could be between two and 10. It was probably more likely on the higher end because a lot of these people put a lot of money into this. But yeah, these guys are making money now off of this. So what is the status of what technology are they using? Like eventually, you, so you said something about an iron plate at some point. Right. So how far are they down? Is it still filled with water? Have they have they completely plugged the flooding parts? Yeah, at some stage they were they were able to, I think what they did was blow up those tunnels. They, with mm-hmm. some dynamite or something, blew Fill, them up. Filled to, them in, collapsed Yeah, it. collapsed them in. And they were able to extract the water and keep digging. They got past that iron plate. I'm not sure the how far they've gotten. I think this map here is outdated. Um, because I think this one goes down to 212 feet. Uh, okay, so they're through the water table yeah, at this point. They're through that plate, they're through the water table, they're, and I guess there's even some water deep down buried beneath it. Um, but they've gotten far through it. No actual treasure chest has come up. They still believe that something is down there because who would go to all these great lengths to do this? Unless yeah, but, it's an elaborate prank. But they've got they've gotten below where the where the headstone that the guy put in his fireplace said right. it was gonna be. And they found there was an oak chest with parchment just below 150 feet. You know, so it seems like, but it was empty? Right. Well, what they think, there's a lot a of pirate theories. prank. Yeah, could be a pirate prank. But there's a lot of theories. I, I'm gonna go through some of the theories with you guys to see if any of them stick. Okay. And again, these are all theories. So one of them is that uh, well, besides what's in there, I told you about the deaths, mm-hmm. and I told you about the oak trees. Uh, another guy said that on the History Channel that a pack of wild dogs with those fiery eyes mm-hmm. has been seen on the island, and they protect the pit. Also, a crow. I don't believe that part. A crow who he's, he's talking about the crow now. Who embodies a spirit of some ancient figure mm-hmm. watches over the pit. John Wayne. Maybe I told you it was a bit of a letdown. <laughs> I didn't mean to get your hopes up about the crow. So there's a John Wayne is the there's crow. There's a possessed <laughs> yeah. crow. A possessed crow and rabid dogs. Dog. Yes. John Wayne was found with like 40 pounds of impacted fecal matter in his inside of his was body he really? when he died. Yeah, that's what I heard on one of those. Oh. I heard that on like one of those late night infomercials <laughs> for some fiber product. They're like, you know that John Wayne was found with 40 pounds of impacted fecal matter in his body. <laughs> It later turned into a crow. <laughs> that I hope his family's getting a piece of that. That guards. Uh, I mean, the money, not the people matter. <laughs> okay, so but that's that, you, those, you, you can't you can't make claims like that and not to sell a product, and not pay John Wayne's estate. Yeah, yeah, I got a hat with John Wayne on it. Or and I bet he got a piece of that. Yeah, yeah, his estate. His does. estate. Yeah. yeah, I like John Wayne too. So then, let's get to the theories about the treasure. There's one of the the most common theory, I think, of the Canadians and the Islanders up there mm-hmm. is that it's buried pirate treasure, specifically Captain Kidd. Captain Kidd. With two Captain Ds. Kidd, with two Ds. I don't really know much about Captain Kidd. He's a good hole digger. Yeah, he's a good hole digger, if Man. it is. I mean, just, buried treasure. There's a reason why you associate yeah, but pirates this, with buried treasure, because they I, buried treasure. Yeah, but they didn't bury it this deep on, on, the, on, the, re- on the reg. <laughs> because you don't have to, what, what, 
It Why might have. It could have been very dude? special. But I, well, seriously, what I'm trying to wrap my mind around is maybe I'm wrong about assuming how difficult it would be right. to do this because let me just start by saying they did dig wells. I mean, they dug wells thousands of years ago. So people can dig. Let's just start with a fact. <laughs> yeah. People can dig. Yeah. In the 1700s, 1600s, whatever, people were capable of digging. And if you could dig a well all the way down to this area, which if this was a well at some point right. for somebody, right. then they were like, hey, let's fill in that well. Oh, whoa, 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 I got an idea. I got Ooh, an idea. That's Rhett's theory. <laughs> let's fill the well in, but as we go, We'll do some crazy stuff and put in a, hey, throw in Earl's hand. I know it came off, is it still still out? Yeah, throw it in there. Let's confuse the crap out of some people, put some weird stuff in there, just for funsies. It's it, a lot of trouble. It's a lot to dig these booby trap tunnels? Well, well, let me just finish my theory. So that makes sense in terms of, why, you would never dig down to do this, but if you right. already dug down, dug down for water purposes, right. you, might, you may, do go through all this effort for funsies just going up, but you're right, the one big hole, actually five big holes in my theories are mm -hmm. the five tunnels that come in from the side because that, my friends, is very difficult to do, especially in that kind yep. of sandy soil that yep. you would think was very difficult to buttress is the correct word. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Those side tunnels. I know. Okay, that, keep that's going. That's the trippy part. Uh, there might be an explanation for it in one guy's theory which is that, and this is one of the more creative ones, you ever heard the idea that Shakespeare didn't write his plays? Yeah. That, that he wasn't a person. Yeah, or that he was not smart enough to write them. And, he just put his name on there. Yeah, and Sir Francis Bacon wrote the plays. Didn't know about that. That's one of the theories. So there's this uh, professor, I think her name is Dr. Ruth from Iowa State <laughs> University. Okay, I know what she knows about. <laughs> <laughs> and she says different, that she knows about different holes, <laughs> different roof, different holes. Yeah, <laughs> that might not even be her name. I think it is. She says that that uh, vi that I brought up earlier. Yeah, that uh, was that sheepskin parchment. She said, "I bet there's mercury down there too." When she heard that that was dug up, and the reason why was because apparently mercury was used to preserve things, and. I guess they did find mercury all over that island. And she said that she knew that because Sir Francis Bacon wrote a lot back in that time about how he used mercury to preserve things. So what she believed, jumping to those conclusions, was that all the manuscripts that Sir Francis Bacon wrote is what's buried down there to prove that he's actually the real Shakespeare. In Nova Scotia? In Nova Scotia. Sir the real Francis Shakespeare? Bacon? And apparently he was like the best scientist of the time, so that she was like, well, of course he could devise all these tunnels and all these crazy contraptions. He's smart. And the only external clues are that triangle that's out in the ocean? The tri There was other little ones too that they found along the way, but the question is, were they always there? Right. They put them there? Right, because right. if that theory is true, right. then he wanted this to be found, right? Right. And you gotta go you gotta go deeper than just yeah. a sunken depression on a weird island off of the coast of Canada. You gotta, in other words, I think that there would be evidence in his in his writings right? that later, so people looked into that? Uh, maybe, obviously I don't you're, know the answer to that question. You're not, so. you're, you're, <laughs> yeah. not you know, you're not working for the History Channel, you work for exactly. Mythical Entertainment. Exactly. <laughs> what, what, I mean, what's the, 
what are the other theories and what what's what's your pick? Because uh, I've got a theory. One I like a lot is that the this was constructed by the Knights Templar. The Knights Templar oh, were we like in like kind of like Illuminati. Kinda, yeah. But it, back in the day when they first started, they were like a military religious thing that eventually turned into kind of what the Freemasons, the Freemasons are today. But there's a lot of history about them with treasure and the Holy Grail and. Mm-hmm. They buried treasure, and they were known to be frequent these parts. And so one of the theories here said that the Knights Templar had been linked to the Mystery of Oak Island by many, pri- primarily because historical records suggest that they had both motive and means to deposit treasure in the money pit. Um, and this is their connection with the Holy Land, prompting speculation of untold wealth in the form of the Holy Grail. So people think the Holy Grail is down there. Could be, but probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Could be, but probably not. Again, I mean, I I think that someone started digging a hole, and then they just started. It, it was just let's perpetuate this prank. I think people came in iteratively, in and, in and trying to find treasure and dug further, and then when they didn't find anything, they perpetuated the myth to keep. To, to make it a money pit for other people to try to find something that wasn't there. But who put the stuff there to begin with? So there was there was like a little shallow something. Over time, people <laughs> Hold on people on. were digging for something. <laughs> no, no, physically think about what you're suggesting. Yeah. You're thinking they that somebody dug <laughs> and they fill it back in, then somebody dug a little bit further, then fill it back in. <laughs> <Yeah>. No, a <laughs> bunch of people, every- That's like, the worst theory I've ever heard in my life. When you get, listen, the History Channel, <clears throat> let's start there. They got four seasons out of this thing. Right. What, what they don't want to find these people didn't know about drama. the history channel i'm saying i'm you starting saying with the, the most his- recent you saying the history channel people went back in time no i believe that <laughs> history channel was like listen we're struggling all right I'll we got to send somebody back I'll in let time go to go with my iterative theory <laughs> to but, dig a big hole cuz that, that that doesn't make any sense it, this, this, this now, was a one thing this was a one time thing the people now don't want to find treasure they want to they want to have more seasons of a television but, show and make money in the only way they believe they actually can, which is not finding anything, uh, but making everyone else think the History that Channel, they're gonna find the something. The History Channel has the treasure. They might have if, the treasure. If, if the treasure exists, they found the it, History Channel and found they're it. covering it up. Without a by doubt. Not, by yeah. not. I mean, it's 200 it feet deep. Right. It's a, it's a, it's several, you know, it's what, 10 feet wide, whatever. I mean, at this point, guys, you don't have to, I mean, me and you could go down there in a couple of speedos and start moving around and find <laughs> something. You know what I'm saying? It's like send us down there for a couple of weeks. We'll come back with something. I don't want to wear a speedo. I get all scuffed well, up. We'll wear a, uh, you know, a, we'll wear a romper. A romper, waterproof. Yes. Safari, like a wetsuit <laughs> romper, man. I can legitimize his theory a little bit, though. Do it. I will. And a couple quick ones. Uh, it's a coffin is another theory. Um, some some one guy said he thinks it's just a sinkhole. But what do you mean just, a coffin, like a burial Yeah, shaft? like a burial, yeah, okay. like it was a, yeah, uh, a tomb. Um, the brothers, and this is kind of the last thing I had here for you guys, the guys that host this show, mm-hmm. Four Seasons Strong, I guess it's more popular than ever now. They were on Colbert earlier in the year, I believe. They, I saw an article, they said, they're gonna get that treasure, but if you wanna figure out what it is, you gotta tune in to season five. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So Link might be onto something here, man. I don't, oh, no, why would they find it? In I completely, I completely believe that they know exact. They found the treasure before they bought the land. They they found the treasure. They were like, they got this idea. They talked to History Channel. They're like, reality TV, especially 2006. That's yeah. when reality TV was the future. Oh yeah. What the writer strike was was around that time. The first writer strike, yeah. right? Or yeah. one of the writer strikes. 
2007. It doesn't time out exactly, but you know what I mean. If it wasn't for those booby trap tunnels, which I, what I was trying to say was right. they were dug later in order to legitimize a continued search. That's feasible. Yeah, that's what that I was trying feasible. to say. That's yeah. definitely feasible. Because that's the only thing we really gotta explain is these tunnels, like right. someone someone digging a hole and then. What we really need is somebody with a civil engineer civil engineering degree <laughs> to like contemplate this. Yeah, yeah. we don't know anybody. Yeah, and some are. khakis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I mean, I, I, I haven't. I can't say that I'm gonna watch the show. I feel like I got, <laughs> I got, I got my money's worth in this ear biscuit, man. <laughs> yeah. That's what we do for the people. It's That's like right. we sum up seasons of reality TV and all of the all of the commercials you got to endure. No, I think and people, all, all of like the teasers before. There's the a lot of people who are gonna go watch that show now. Those guys <laughs> should be thanking us. Thank you. We welcome brothers. You know what? We invite the brothers on our show. Yeah, let's get You've these brothers on, on here. Bert, yeah, come on our show. What I will say is that what this inspires me to do is. I think that we should set our sights on a whoa on a late in life project similar to this. I love I love digging you know, a good hole. We're gonna get we're gonna be so bored with everything, man. We, we, let's let's just make a pact right now. If we make it to if we're still alive at seventy five, which hopefully we will be. That's not too old, right? That's hole digging prime. Then <laughs> no 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 no. We'll hire some young 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 bucks. guys, some young bucks. <laughs> Put them in speedos. <laughs> it won't be like that. Rompims. Put them all in rompers. Wear this romping. And have them do it, but we'll, it'll be our brain children. And, and, it'll and be we'll full do of booby it, traps. And we'll leave a legacy, man. That'll be our legacy. That'll be the legacy that we live is a, is a big old hole. We'll go 400 feet deep. Think of the technology. Think of all the things we can, we'll put crows inside cages yeah, so along smart. the way. They can talk, you can teach them to talk. And give them little fly tunnels from the side. I. And you know what? It will be a, we're, set, we're setting it up right now. We're it will that we're be a reality that. television show, but it'll be a reality competition show yeah. because we're gonna you booby trap that stuff. What's that like? Indiana Jones, man. Yeah. I'm talking boulders rolling out, <laughs> like darts <laughs> people, going through. People going to die. We're going to gonna die. <laughs> they're going to sign a waiver first, and we're going to film it all. We're, oh, we're going to set up GoPros. We're going to set up cameras as we go down. We should put the wiring in. It'll all be wireless. Here's the one. Just a couple of requests right. at this point. Wi-Fi I want it to be like a. Wazoo. I don't want it to be a straight hole. I want it to be like a crazy straw. <laughs> you know, we're going to go down. We're going to go saying, back up sideways. Curly I'm saying Q. we're building obstacle course treasure hunt. Things that's life or death situations. I'm on the same around page, the man. world, and we're creating seasons and seasons of shows for <laughs> a Spike. But I don't we know. can't. Uh, whatever it'll be, that point. But we cannot tell people where these are going to be. I can safely say there won't be any in Nova Scotia. I'm not interested. Well, they've already dug a hole. Yeah, we could use that. It's always been. T oh no, no, no. Production no, value. No, that's just the beginning of one of our holes, man. Our holes are deep so much bigger and <laughs> big. And go all kinds of am different I, am directions. Am I in on this with you guys? <laughs> <or>? <laughs> okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, Kevin. If you're if yeah. you're still around too, yeah, you can you be can. like a you can be like uh, one of Jeff the Probst. Oh, really? Yeah, you can host a show. Yeah, you'll be old, man. Dang, he's legitimately like one of my favorite hosts on television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if he's not available, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got I got real excited when you said that just now. <laughs> you could be Jeff Probst. <laughs> I got way more excited than I should have. Yeah, probably. I mean you have to drag out the dead bodies, but it'll be awesome. And in the least, if we don't do that grand plan, we should at least like hide like a USB drive in some city somewhere. <laughs> you know that so might that might be a little more. This now just all got boiled down to geocaching. <laughs> all right, let's just Kevin, get in. Let's just been exciting. Let's just get into geocaching. Man, that's those, more realistic. Those teasers paid off.
Yeah, man. I might have to go to Nova Scotia. Yeah, well, go during the summer. Cold down in that hole. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And there you have it, our intriguing biscuit with Kevin. Kevin, yeah. mythical crew. Kevin did he did a good job, man. He brought the intrigue. He, he started deep. He started yeah. with some teasers, then he he dug deep for that one. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah, it's very I don't know. I, I, this is the kind of thing I'm gonna be thinking about. I'm gonna be thinking about when I go to bed tonight. I'm gonna be thinking about that that hole in the ground. <laughs> and just wondering. What about I, there right now? I, I enjoyed the conversation, but, but you're you know, not gonna be thinking about it? I'm gonna tuck it away and I'm just gonna, I think about the back of my eyelids when I go to sleep. I just uh, z- zone out and just like relax. Well, maybe. you live, leave the thinking to me. That's cool. <laughs> while, I, while you're sleeping. I don't need you to think for me while I'm sleeping. No, but just like while you're about to go to sleep. All right, if you got any thoughts that you want to send our way, uh, let us know using hashtag ear biscuits wherever hashtags are found because uh, we value the conversation, we value your feedback. Also, reviews on iTunes are yes. extremely helpful. So um, give us that review, y'all. And if you found this conversation intriguing and interesting, you are going to like the Book of Mythicality. Again, available for pre-order at bookofmythicality.com. Um, this kind of, t- these kinds of tidbits that uh, spark your curiosity it's the book's full of them. Mm-hmm. Personal stuff and stuff that we just find personally interesting. So, bookofmythicality.com. Get it while the getting's good. And we'll be speaking at you next week, Mythical Beast. Love you. I wanted to say love you. Well, I think we cut before that. <laughs> we actually didn't, though. Okay, love you. <laughs>